Hi, I'm Jennifer Wilde, and you're listening to Sober Exposure. If it's about recovery, we're going to cover it. It's like one big therapy session, but it's free. So thanks for joining our dysfunctional family as we uncover recovery with Sober Exposure. Let's go. And welcome to Sober Exposure with me, Jennifer Wild, welcoming another girl crush. I think we got to just call the show Jen Wild's Girl Crushes. <laughs> I pick up all these chicks on Instagram and I bring them to my show. I used to pick up all these guys in the bar and bring them home. Now I pick up these girls on Instagram and bring them on my show. So <laughs> it's Alicia Ward and Alicia has a podcast, a poor, a poor girl's guide to a rich life. And um, first of all, just a brilliant title to a podcast, seriously. Um, and, you know, this is Sober Exposure, and we always talk, every every episode, it seems like the mantra, it is a sober show, the last, I don't know, we've had a lot of episodes about depression and about mental health, but I feel like we've gone away from that the last couple of weeks, and it's just been all AA, real, you know, strong A. So I want to talk about, some other things here today, you know, and I think you're the perfect person to join me in talking about just mental health and other things. Um, because you really are compelling and you really do have a great story and you do have addiction in your story beginning with, um, growing up with an addict. And as a mother, uh, I've had all, I've been, I've been all sides of it. I've been a codependent, um, as, I am the daughter of an alcoholic, so I know how that is. Um, I am a mother who is an addict, so my son is an ACA, so he's where you are. I'm a daughter, and my so I drove my mother crazy, so I was in that enmeshed codependency relationship, and married to an addict, now divorced, so I have that codependent relationship. So you know, codependency, depression, it all intertwines, you know, and so... Start like, I, I don't know, just, I guess, give us an introduction. Tell us who you are. You have like a million Insta followers. You've got an amazing podcast and I have a crush on you. So let it all out. Who are you? Let us know. Welcome to Sober Exposure, Alicia. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Um, yeah, so I'm Allie Mayward on Instagram and uh, codependency is something that I've definitely struggled with a ton in my life. Um, you know, both my parents have battled with alcoholism, um, my mom still to this day, um, you know, it's not a severe case, but it's definitely to a point that's concerning, especially for her kids, especially because she doesn't really like take responsibility for it very well. So that's been something that's impacted my life greatly. And then with, you know, mental health disorders that she's continued to have, it hasn't really had, she hasn't really been able to be a very good um you know, strong female role model for me in my life or my five siblings that I have. Woo! I, yeah. And I also have a brother who, um, he recently, we recently found out that he's, he's got a really bad, um, addiction with opioids and cocaine. And he's recently lost his job. He's losing his house. He's, his life is going the absolute shitter. He almost died. Um, they actually found him in like a, a coma during the winter. Um, so that's kind of, my that nearest and dearest to my heart right now 
um, because I knew years and years ago that he was struggling with something, but he was in complete denial and he wasn't telling anyone. So now it's kind of out there in the open, but he's still not doing what he needs to do about it. So to stay sober. Yeah. You know, it, 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 it amazes me too, that like, it's, it is genetic. I believe it's genetic and it skips generations and you are not per se chemically dependent. No, I wouldn't say that I am at all. You know, I like to have the occasional drinks and things, but um, I'm definitely not dependent like that. And I do a lot of things day to day to work on my, my mental health, things like, you know, meditation and journaling and reading every day, like my morning routine that I do, because, um, you know, from witnessing my mom's addiction, my brother's addiction, just everything. I know that it's, I know that it's in me. I know that it could easily come up. And at times in my life, especially through my twenties, coping mechanisms for me have always been to numb with, you know, drugs and alcohol. So it's there. Um, but I know that I always feel better when I lean into obviously these other, these other avenues that I take. Um, so I'm very grateful for the last like five years when I got introduced to personal development and things like that. It's absolutely steered my life in a different direction. And then I ended up starting a podcast. Don't ask me where or why, like, you know, we kind of just start them. And that has been one of the biggest outlets for me mentally um, to heal myself in a lot of ways, you know, therapy and stuff was mm -hmm. never something that I could a afford or my family could afford because we were, we were very poor, hence a poor girl's guide to a rich life. Yep. We're very, very poor that way. So that was never an option for me. So, um, you know, my outlet has been talking. So talking through my Instagram and talking through my podcast has helped me has helped me immensely in my life. Yeah. I mean, this podcast helps me. It keeps me accountable. That's for sure. And, um, so I'm just going to cut to the nitty gritty of it and I'm just going to get real here. So when I started talking to Alicia, Alicia does represent some, some, something. And I'm, I'm not, I'm just, I'm going to stay neutral on this. Um, but I, I, I feel like it's important to talk about it and educate it. And I am miss anti-California sober. So uh, we've had many podcasts about California sober and how against California sober I am. There's been some um, events in my life and I've seen some things in my life where, you know, there's a fine line uh, and this, this, this is not going to be about California sober, but bottom line is, okay. So Alicia struggles with um, depression, serious depression. She has addiction all around her life. Um, she, she's very successful um, if you go to her Instagram, you'll see, and for those of you that aren't watching it on YouTube, she's like drop dead gorgeous. And she's a functioning human being that is all about self de development. Um, Alicia is into microdosing. Yeah. So I really want to talk about microdosing because I want to take mushrooms and get high, but I'm an addict, yeah. you know? So it's very controversial because it's the big thing now that people are doing yeah. now. I am going to come out and talk about this and, and and tell everybody that this is something I have experienced and I, I've never talked about this before, but I have experience with ketamine therapy, mm. uh, which is basically going to paying a lot of money and going to a doctor's office and paying for a really, really upscale high end trip. <laughs> and that's for trauma. And um, uh, that's another podcast. Yeah. Yeah, it's becoming more and more popular, you know, using psychedelics to treat a lot of mental disorders 
um, you know, depression, anxiety, PTSD, addiction. Um, and I've been partnered with the company. Um, he's a friend of mine, but we have people on our team who, who are reco recovering addicts and things who, who have used uh, psilocybin, which is magic mushrooms or whatever, to, to help themselves. Um, and, but it is, there's a, it's a stigma, you know, it's, it's, especially with the, that community because it is considered a drug. Um, but um, it's personally helped me with uh, my PTSD, addiction, anxiety. I've been microdosing mushrooms for the last two years. Addiction to what though? Because you said you didn't really have addiction. Um, sorry, not addiction. I would say- Just anxiety and stuff like that. Codependency, yeah. um, just mental health disorders. When I was in my 20s, you know, I was a totally different person. Um, you know, there was times in my life where I was so depressed, you know, suicide were thoughts in my head. And I just was really kind of fucked up from my, my upbringing, I think. But um, luckily made it through without- really steering my life too long too wrong in the wrong direction and um yeah eventually kind of mindful meds came into my life you know how sometimes those things do like completely out of nowhere right at the right time and it ended up steering my life in a in a, in a way better direction that way um so now i'm definitely an, an advocate for it in a way when i do speak with people who who are battling similar things um but yeah when it comes to the, obviously the addiction community um I'm, i've never been an addict so I, I i can't really speak to that but i do know that we have a lot of people on our team and stuff who have um used this as medicine and really found great results but i am not here i'm obviously not like a medical doctor um, a big thing about sharing this kind of information is just being kind of a conduit to Yeah, share. yeah, we're all chill here. No, and there's no judgment because like, listen, if if someone's listening to this podcast with judgment, turn turn it the fuck off, you know, cuz that's not where that's not what I'm about here, you know. I'm about offering solutions to everybody. And we've said this before, recovery is not a one size fits all. And you know what? If, if, if I could help somebody that is even listening and saying, you know what, I'm not an addict. If someone's like you, you know, I'm not an addict. Um, but you know, my depression just won't go away and nothing's helping. And I've tried everything. If this could be an answer, all the power to you, you know what I'm saying? And if this is triggering you and if you are an addict and you want to try it, um, I'm, I'm not responsible for that. I'm not going to take the responsibility. Just like you said, we're conduit. I'm just putting the information out there. You know what I'm saying? Do yeah. I think that personally an addict has the ability to microdose? I, I think, it, I, I don't know. I don't know. I personally think that, um, I, I've never tried it, so I don't know. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. Yeah, so I've been uh, researching a lot about it in regards to- I know you have. So I want to hear about the research. I also want to hear about when you do it, if you get high, how you do it, how you get it. Just tell us. Tell us everything about it. Sure. Yeah. And like, um, yeah, for me personally, something that's been tough for me, because you can look at me if you are on the YouTube or you look at me on Instagram. So typically everybody looks at me and they think I got it all figured out and life is just humpy dory all the fucking time for me. But the truth is, is like, it's honestly one day's good, one day's bad. Earlier this morning, I was super down and anxious. I couldn't figure it the fuck out. And now I feel, you know, different. So it really is so different and you can never judge or assume, you know, someone's life just from what you see on the outside. And I really do speak that message a lot. So when it comes to microdosing, um, it's obviously different to each person. Um, but um, 
it's really been, so I'll kind of start with the, the back. So way back in the 1970s, 1980s, um, there's a man named um, John Hopkins and there's actually, so all these things I talk about, I want you guys, if, if anybody is interested in this, I want you to go research it yourself. Just read up on it a little bit, the John Hopkins study. Um, and it was when they actually started um, studying psilocybin, or not just psilocybin, but psychedelics with mental health and addiction challenges that people were having. Um, because obviously we know that mental health challenges and addiction are like a leading cause of deaths worldwide, right? So, but in the 1970s and 1980s, when the war on drugs happened, all this research kind of just got thrown away. And that's when it's kind of been you know, left in the dust. Nobody really has talked about it. Now it's kind of a stigma as a conversation. Mm -hmm. um, so that was really interesting to learn about. And, and like I, like I said, we, the founder of this company, he's, he's an addict himself. He's um, a recovering alcoholic. So he, he tobacco, does, by the way, I'm vaping tobacco. Sorry. Yeah. He's recovering. <laughs> um, he, uh, he's a, he was an addict. He was an alcoholic and so he was in AA and stuff, but listening to his story when I- So he is, I'm sorry. I'm, and I'm going to interrupt sometimes just because this is such a sensitive subject and you're not, I, and this is my belief. So he, he is an alcoholic and addict. He still is. I mean, like he is, it's like, if you're allergic to chocolate, you're allergic to chocolate. Do you know what I'm saying? So yes. he's an alcoholic and he, he found this, he found this. Yes. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Please correct me. Cause I, I, um, <laughs> no, you're awesome. babe. Yeah. So he, uh, he, he, you know, he was telling a story and was explaining that, you know, everybody that he was in AA with is either relapsed or they're gone now off this earth. And so he said, you know, he created this company as a, an extra tool for people because he really wants to give back to um, the addiction community. And that's really where it's, and that's really what helped him personally. Um, he's an incredible person with, with all the best intentions. And so um, he really helped change my life and steer it in a really good direction. I love hearing people's stories about recovery like that, going from absolutely rock bottom to, you know, building a company and a life for himself that he is like so proud of and driven towards. And it's just purpose, right? When people find purpose for themselves, it changes their entire fucking life. And, and that's what I absolutely love. So, so even me um, having my life kind of turned around in a lot of ways because of microdosing. Um, what microdosing is, is just, small doses micro of psilocybin right mixed with other mushrooms and what is psilocybin for those that don't know because i don't even think i pronounced it right for me like when i took shmoo uh, shrooms you know it was like i would we we would cook them up or I, I don't know they tasted like shit we'd eat them and then we listened to the dead yeah. you know <laughs> that that's what it was for me so i don't know what that word is uh, so magic mushrooms, yeah, shrooms. And a lot of people have partied with them, right? And had bad trips or bad experiences or just, just basically macro dose and done a lot of them. So it was like very, very intense. Um, so mushrooms, there's actually a Netflix documentary called Fantastic Fungi um, that talks all about all different kinds of mushrooms and, and what their benefits are. So there's tons. So basically these microdoses are mixed with other types of mushrooms like lion's mane mushroom or cordyceps, which all have different health benefits. Um, and you just kind of cycle them on like a, a three on two off or a five on two off type of thing because 
your body does get accustomed to them. You can't always take them and always get high, even if you're taking large doses. Um, and so that's kind of how it works. And, and yeah, things, PTSD, addiction, um, depression, like all types of things, mental disorders like that. And how, and how does it treat it? Does it, does it treat it because you're in the trip and it brings you back and it brings you back to things that maybe you blocked out? Um, I would say macro dosing would deal with trauma like that. That would be taking like a larger dose. But That's like ketamine therapy. Yeah. No, I don't recommend that. No, no. And there, you, you have to do those things in a controlled setting. You don't want to be mixing this obviously with other substances either. Um, you want to be getting the full benefit from it. You don't get high. Like, you know, I would take, um, a, like a 50 to a hundred milligrams, milligrams. Are you on them now right now? I took one this morning. I okay, cool. Yeah. Right. And uh, so for me, everything is from helping my anxiety, um, which also is kind of correlated with my depression. Um, mm -hmm. It spikes my creativity. Mine's main is for things like focus. So it'll help me focus. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm my own boss. So so it's easy for me to go run off. I'm in Mexico right now and go have cervezas all day long, right? But I have to have the self-control to like stay and work and do the shit that I got to do and, and keep myself accountable. So I've just found that it's made those types of things easier for me. Um, uh, yeah. So but for uh, for for those of us, because a lot of addicts, I know that the a big part of why I use, why I liked cocaine so much is I was self-medicating my, my ADD. Mm -hmm. And, you know, going out, um, into sketchy neighborhoods to try and get cracked to manage my, um, you know, attention deficit disorder that's so off the scale opposed to this, I think would be the lesser of two evils. Yeah. I would definitely self-diagnose myself with ADD too, like hard mm -hmm. to focus. I, I always struggled in school. I couldn't fucking study. I barely graduated like, like fifties in all my classes. Like I think my <laughs> felt bad for me yeah that's what me too it was awesome or like i would stick my tits in their face or something and the, the gym teacher i'll never forget that the gym <laughs> teacher actually like two years later took me up on it but anyway he was like you graduated already i was like oh god mr b but anyway sorry i didn't mean to yeah I, I like dropping in a little of those uh old jennifer wild stories like the gym teacher i almost did my gym teacher he was I, I was uh i was living on my own at 16 going to school and i got some <laughs> weird ass stories of teachers who were i think back now i'm like holy fuck that yeah. teacher's completely inappropriate <laughs> you can't but, get away with that in this day and age yeah um but yeah it's uh it's it's pretty interesting and it's just something that i you know the the purpose behind it is just to educate people about it because it's there's so many SSRIs out there and medications through pharmaceutical industries that people take with so many terrible side effects that they have. And literally the, the worst side effects that um, people really find with mushrooms, any type of them is sometimes you get a little bit of a stomach ache um, and it's just the way that it breaks down in your gut, right? Um, so physically, I'm yeah, that's the physical, right? I, I just I just need to be careful because it could be, you know, there obviously there could be detrimental if you're an addict, um, repercussions if it triggers you see that that's my only like it sounds great to me because I have such bad ADD you know and I have terrible depression and uh, I have severe anxiety I just I, I was in my therapist's office for two hours today for, for the, th the second time this week I've had a bad week 
So it sounds awesome to me. But what scares me is just because I'm such a hardcore addict that I would take one and I'd be like, oh, well, you know, one is too many of the thousands that never enough. And then, and then it would trigger me and then I would feel the buzz and then I would be like, well, this isn't enough or this isn't my favorite high. So then I end up to my drug of choice. That's what scares me. But you know, everything else, it it sounds, it, it, it sounds, you know, I just want to bring the information out there to my, you know, to my, to my listeners. Um, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to stop, but I do want to ask you this question because so what if, okay, so you said there's all these different kinds of mushrooms out there. And I do believe that God did provide all the medicine that we need. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, um, and so I know that there, there was, um, the, the owner of the company was telling me about lion's root or some other kind of root that he was like, okay, so you have to get, could that maybe be an alternative if you're an addict, maybe get some other supplements that aren't necessarily going to give you the. Absolutely. So psilocybin is obviously what, what mentally, you know, gives you the, the high, but the other mushrooms like lion's mane, which really helps with like focus creativity would help with ADD. Absolutely. Um, you know, cordyceps is another type of mushroom that really aids. So I'll take so we also have products, um, our Mindful Meds also has products that don't have any psilocybin in them. So just straight cordyceps, which actually give you an energy boost. So I'll take mm. those before I go on a hike or before I go to the gym. Does it really work? Tell me the truth. Does it, it really? Because really- I have such a problem with energy. Yeah. Like, I can't get, it really does. It's not like a pre-workout where you're like jittery and like, but, but it definitely does increase your energy, but it's just like, you know, it's, it's a, it's just you don't even really notice you're like all of a sudden you're like oh yeah i took that that's why i feel like this now you know mm-hmm. maca root um that's actually really good for creativity uh low libido um so so all the different microdoses that have psilocybin in them some there's one that has maca root in it there's one that has lion's mane in it there's one that has cordyceps in it or you can just get these other mushrooms on their own as well for those specific. So I think actually that's a great point. And if somebody wanted to try mushrooms for their health in that sense, you could try the non-psilocybin and see if that like helps you in any way, right? I love that. You know what? I really do like that because I think that there's so many addicts out there that uh, we we go to AA and, you know, I, I believe that we we do need to, you know, have fellowship and hang out with each other. We have to be with our own tribe, you know what I'm saying? But there's a lot of us that there's just still that component that's just missing because um, we we use because we're we're using to cover up something and just something to add a component to help with that irritable, restless, and discontentness that alcoholics and addicts have, but, you know, something natural that's not going to change our perception, Yes, you know, because as soon, yeah, yeah. As soon as my brain, um, as soon as I change my perception and there's a chemical changing anything in my brain chemistry, I'm fucked. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Really good point. And because you still want to be able to live your life and, and 
have an overall sense of well-being and be able to be out in society and and not feel alienated from everybody else because you know that you know you're you're an addict and so so yeah i think that medicines nature's medicines are incredible and and mushrooms not not psilocybin specifically but all different kinds um can really aid in some of those things and again without because you know i know i have a lot of people in my life who are on antidepressants or, or pharmaceuticals and they're basically addicted to those because if they have a day where they don't take them, their day is completely fucked up, right? I'm addicted to antidepressants. I Listen, everything, this is why it's exposure, sober exposure. I'm on antidepressants. I am. And um, I did a podcast. I was talking about there's a woman in AA that was supposed to sponsor me and she said she wouldn't sponsor me because I'm on antidepressants. And that's definitely an outside issue. So um, yeah, I, I understand like to take something that, that, God grew, you know, that's grown by the universe that God gave us. Um, I, I can, I can see that, you know, yeah. um, but I can't, uh, anyway. Um, the mental health is fucking, it's a pandemic on its own, you know, especially lately, like with all the fucked up shit that's going on in the world, people yeah. need this support and they can't be yeah. completely reliant on these pharmaceuticals because the long-term effects um of them are are devastating you know and, and yeah. it's just terrible if you look at the side effects of some antidepressants and things some of the side effects are basically more depression or thoughts of suicide and it's like you know like finding medicines and they're not going to be for everyone like i am not against antidepressants at all i do believe that a lot of people really need them um mm. it's just an option to kind of introduce into your life to see if it if it does impact you and you do find a benefit using things like right. and um, things like that. Yeah. I mean I, I I'm a firm believer in essential oils. I love essential oils. Uh C B D without the um THC in it. Yeah. What I and I talked about this. I did um I took a C B D gummy bear um and by accident, it was a THC one. And so, you know, I got to be real careful because I liked it a lot. I was like, all of a sudden I was like stone. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck, man? What? And I, I didn't even correlate the two. Like you said about that one mushroom where you're like, all of a sudden you feel better. You're like, oh, that was it. All of a sudden I'm like, what? I'm stoned. What? The? I feel like I'm stoned. And I was like, oh, that's right. I took that CBD gummy bear. I didn't know it was a different kind of CBD. But um, when I have a neck ache, and I take a, a, a particular type of CBD that doesn't, or if I can't sleep, it does. I mean, there's certain oils that really help. And my essential oils for my aromatherapy, I mean, I, I love it. So um, I, I think that there could be something interesting there. And I think that, uh, I mean, believe me, I, I, would I, would love to I, I would love to try it. I would love to microdose. Yeah. But I, I want a mega dose. I want to take all the mushrooms and I just want to friggin' listen to the Grateful Dead or Dark Side of the Moon. And that that's the problem, man. You know, but anyway. Yeah. Um so tell us like if somebody's interested um in finding out more or getting in touch with you, partaking. Yeah, absolutely. Like I am open. I am open to discussions around all this. And so is, um, so the company is mindful meds. Um, and then my Instagram is a L I M a Y W A R D. I chat to people all day long, all the time. Um, super transparent with, with everything. And, 
Um, you know, I think that educating ourselves about these different kinds of things is just the most important thing that we can do. Um, and just talking about it and having open discussions about all of it, I think is so important. So I'm so grateful to be here bringing it up um, because, you know, really just the, the mission is to just help people through our own experiences. And so, um, so yeah, that's kind of where you learn learn about it is just kind of diving in. I, I manage the Instagram as well for the mindful meds. And um, so I'm always posting like, you know, articles around it and around different kinds of mushrooms. And so just trying to get that education out there because it is, it is a tough topic. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a huge stigma behind it, obviously, and especially in the recovery community. And I know that I'm going to get my uh, ass beat for this episode by a lot of people. But, you know, I'm just pointing it out there, man, because I would rather see someone safely microdose than go out on the street and try and cop dope or whatever they're doing, you know, because they can't get AA. You know, I'd rather see that. So, um, or someone that's listening that's not an addict or an addict that has a daughter that has depression that doesn't have addiction issues like you, if it could help anybody, Fine, all the power to it. So, you know, if I'm going to if I'm going to eat some shit for this episode, uh, Actually, I'll make it yeah. taste good. I'll put some sugar on it, baby, and I'll swallow that down. So um, one more question I have, because I'm in the U.S. Yeah. And so what if we're in the U.S. and, and we want and we want how do we I, I don't I'm not sure. Is, is it legal in the U.S.? Yeah, that is the thing. Uh, mindful meds. If you're shipping um, any of the psilocybin products, they, they can't ship to the U.S. because right. it's actually not allowed. It's still a very gray area. Um, but the other non-medicinal product or non-psilocybin products, you would be able to. So you see all those. Um, I actually read something really interesting today, too, when I was kind of researching more about this. Is Bill Wilson, who is one of the founders of AA, um, way back, he was actually part of some studies around psychedelics um, to that that actually aided in his severe depression recovery himself. And he wrote a book I wanted to mention on here, on here and it's called Distilled Spirits um, by Bill Wilson. So I found that uh, really interesting and kind of a good place if people wanted to start learning about it. I don't recommend anyone just dive right into this if you're an addict. I think any of the non-psilocybin products like go fucking crazy there. Like there's literally no, nothing that bad that could happen. Um, it's it's, you know, but, um, but if you are interested in the psilocybin side of anything, definitely research, read, talk to your therapist, uh, talk to your doctor. Um, it's something that, that would be really important, but yeah, in the States, I really don't know if there's, there's companies that do No, it. there's no other company but you. No, and I'm, I'm not even getting endorsed by these guys. I just, uh, I just love Alicia. So we're not going to talk about any other companies and we'll, you know, we'll figure it out. But I love that you brought up Bill Wilson because it is known that, that he did experiment with psychedelics. And so I do like that. Thank you for bringing that up. I'm right. so impressed with you for that. I am. And um, I'm going to get that book. I didn't even know about that book. I do know yeah. that people say there's a, there, there's um, obviously the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous and there's another book called the 12 and 12. And mm -hmm. I, and over the years, I've had a lot of people that um, didn't want to work with me with the 12 and 12 because they said that Bill was tripping on acid when he wrote the 12 and 12, mm -hmm. which whatever. Uh, there's another thing I'm going to get emails over. So uh, feel free, Jen at soberexposure.show. Email away, guys. Um, tell us about your podcast. Let's talk about your podcast and a little bit about um, if someone wants some help on Instagram. Yeah, Because you're yeah. a freaking pro at that, man. 
Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, my podcast is called Poor Girl's Guide to a Rich Life. It's linked in my profile on Instagram. It's on all the platforms too. And it's it's more so just, you know, I'm a super vulnerable, transparent person. So I got episodes where I'm, I'm in tears and just kind of sharing my ups, my downs in my life. Like I said, it's it's not everything, you know, it's not what you might just think when you when you look at me. Um, that's not what my life is. It's full of fucking challenge and ups and downs. And I'm just fucking managing my way through it and trying to figure it all out all by myself and um you know there's a lot of things I do to help me like I said reading you know journaling all this cheesy shit and and podcasting um so it's it's really become something that I totally enjoy doing so if I can help anyone through just sharing my story or my struggles like that's what brings me the most purpose and fuck I don't even know what I'm doing with it half the time but I just go on these little rants and and it's, it's, it's awesome. Like there's, you know, it's, it's incredible. It's something that I really love. So yeah, talk about just kind of life and where I'm at and my stories. And, you know, I went through a, a really tough breakup, a five-year relationship earlier this year, and I was fucking severely depressed and I wasn't an addict, but I went on a, a solid three month bender of drinking. And, uh, and when I came out of it, I felt like a shell of myself. And so these last six months of my life, it's taken a lot a lot of, I had a lot of anxiety, insomnia, depression, like it was pretty bad. It was, it was the worst that it's ever been in my entire life. And I'm on the other side of it now, but it took a lot to pull me out of that. So um, I share a lot about all those types of things, like right as I'm going through it, right on the podcast as well, just so people know that they're not alone. Like, you know, we're all going, going through shit and yeah. just because you're in a bad place in your life, at one point doesn't mean you have to stay there. You know, there's, there's a lot of people and things and tools that you can use all types of things, um, to help you out. Right. Yeah. And, and what, I, what I think that whatever it takes, if it's, you know, whatever it takes, it takes. So yeah. Yeah. we're spinning around this earth here. We're on this, this, this rock that's spinning around that's miraculous. And, we don't even know how we got here. We don't, we, instead of fighting with each other, we all need to just be hugging each other and be like, what the fuck? What is this? <laughs> you know, anyway. Um, all right. So we're going to have all the information. If anyone wants to know more about mindful meds and, um, you know, you, you got, you got my attention. I want the dandelion thing. I heard that uh, helps your hair too, but yeah, anyway. root for low libido is pretty fucking pretty impactful i'll tell you why um, I, I don't have any problem with libido baby no i'm just kidding <laughs> um, and if anyone is looking into mindful meds you can save um 10 if you use code micro 10 on it that's for any of your listeners listening to this and um yeah like i said you know just just keep an open mind to to different types of things and um because you know life life doesn't have to be hard all the time no no, and you feel better overall. Like when you went through uh, that horrible breakup, did the did the dosing help? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It really, really did. But initially, initially it was, you know, when I was drinking, I was drinking every day, and I was totally disconnected from myself. First, seriously, like a solid three months. It was fucking insane. When I think back now, I live in Kelowna, BC, when I'm not in Mexico right now. So it was just like boating and drinking. And I was, you know, I worked for myself. So I just didn't even work. I was just like, fuck it. And um, so even the microdosing then, because I was drinking so much, it didn't really do much for me well yeah because you, you know what because you were drinking on top of it that's like when i was using and going to my therapist and she was like jen 
I'm not going to see you anymore. Right. So yeah, no, it didn't work. Yeah, I get it. I get it. All right. So uh, Alicia Ward, thank you so much for coming on Sober Exposure. Love you. I'm going to check out your show and you definitely caught my attention and we'll have you on again. Maybe um, we'll have someone come on and talk about uh, maybe an addict can come on and talk about their experience. That'd be really cool. All right, cool. Awesome. All right, girl. We'll see you on Instagram. Thanks a lot. All right, have a good one. This is Sober Exposure. I'm Jen Wild. Have a great week, guys. Need more? Of course you do. The show's all about needing more. Go to my website at soberexposure.show or get stuck on my Instagram at soberexposure underscore podcast.